Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Marketing Insights Podcast. I'm Shane Hunt, Dean of the College of Business, and Michael C. Rutgers, Professor of Marketing here at Idaho State University. And I'm thrilled to welcome my friend and colleague from the University of Alabama, Birmingham, Dr. John Hansen. John, welcome to the show. Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me again, Shane. Glad to be here. Well, John, as we start this year, I wanted to kind of do a 2022 kickoff as as we get ready. Obviously, COVID continues to be a, a driving force in the business decisions that we make with the new variants and the rapid spread. As we start 2022, John, I, I kind of want to go back and, and, and look at a few things. One thing that I'm hearing a lot from marketing professionals, especially in sales, is how they've had to make these adaptations to virtual selling. Uh, John, you do an amazing job teaching sales at, at UAB. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that you're seeing as far as virtual selling and the changes in that area? Sure. Well, obviously, virtual selling has um, really risen in prominence over the last year. As salespeople and buyers, quite simply, have not been in the same uh, physical location. They've been interacting with each other virtually. And as such, it's critically important. Not only salespeople, but also buyers become adept at managing meetings and um, ensuring effectiveness even as they meet virtually. I think one of the challenges you do see, and I think it's an area we're going to see a lot of focus on moving forward, is how do you maintain true connections, true interpersonal connections as you interact with folks virtually as opposed to face-to-face. Now, I don't know that I necessarily have an answer for that question today, but I do think it's something that's going to become increasingly important as we continue to move forward. I think it's going to be increasingly important because what we are seeing in terms of virtual selling and what we are seeing in terms of the changes in sales are not going away. I've talked to so many practitioners, so many managers, and what I've heard from all of them is that this this is the new normal. We're not going back. We understand that we have gained tremendous efficiencies through our ability to meet virtually. We understand that hypothetically we have a salesperson working in Los Angeles. We don't have to fly them to New York for me. Yeah. They can meet virtually and we're able to save money when we do that. Um, that's not going to go away. The other thing I'm hearing from these folks is that many buyers out there actually prefer this. Buyers also feel as though they can be more efficient through virtual meetings. So it's going to—it's not only important now that companies and salespeople and buyers be adept at doing this, but it's going to become increasingly important um, as we move forward. The other thing I'll say is this, and I'm going to veer off topic just a little bit, but I, I do think the changes we're seeing that have been caused in part by COVID continue to change sales. I think everyone's aware of the fact that sales has changed so dramatically over the last 10, 15, 20 years in terms of what it takes in order to be successful in sales. The days of the traditional salesperson showing up and just pitching his or her product are gone. Yeah. And I think that's even become more prominent as we dealt with COVID. These salespeople are dealing with customers now who most certainly need the product, but more, more than anything, they're facing problems. They're facing problems they haven't faced before, and what they need from their salespeople is a problem-solving approach. It's not about selling products. It's about solving problems, understanding that these products are a part of the overall solution. So I think salespeople, as has been the case over the last 10, 15, 20 years, 
are just continually transitioning away from that traditional approach where you walk in and talk about a product, whether that product be a physical product or a tangible service. And instead, they're having to do a deep dive into the customer's business, understanding the problems being confronted by that business, and then utilizing a consultative approach to solve or at least help solve those problems. That's not going to change either. That's that's here to stay. No, I, I think I sometimes get asked that question, you know, when do you think things will go back to the way they were? And I said, never. Uh, I don't think that they will. And, and I think we'll do, John, a, a future podcast episode on something that you mentioned there which is when I talk to sales executives, marketing executives, the thing that they are most worried about, they love so many parts of virtual selling and some of the new tools we have, but the two things they're most worried about are connection and culture. How do you build a connection with your customers and your clients, and how do you develop that culture within your own marketing organization? And and, and I think that's going to be a critical thing as we go forward. I also want to ask you, John, I, you, know, you and I both – um, you know, spend a lot of time talking about supply chain management, logistics. I, I joke with professors. I say this has been the greatest time in the history of marketing to be able to talk about supply chain because we're all seeing the importance globally of that. So as, as we kind of enter 2022, or do you have some thoughts about what we're seeing in the supply chain? Some parts have gotten better. Some parts are, are struggling more than ever. Uh, any thoughts that you have on that? Well, obviously, supply chain, supply chain management and logistics is an area of extreme disruption right now. I think many would say that um, in business, the most significant effects related to COVID have been felt when it comes to supply chain management and logistics. And just to take a step back, we, we all remember that when COVID was first upon us, um, we saw a lot of panic buying. People were unsure, and I think anytime people face uncertainty and what they perceive to be risk, they are going to buy in that fashion where they go out and they purchase more than they typically do. And that certainly disrupted the supply chain and it disrupted firms' ability to meet demand. We then really transitioned into what I would call a, a short era of supply and demand incongruence. Yep. And basically what you saw there was the way the, the public was consuming differed dramatically from how producers were typically getting products to market. A good example is, you know, consuming food in the house. Yeah. Um, we, we, we consume a great deal of food out at restaurants. If you have kids, they're consuming food at school. All that stopped. Well, you can't just stop, you know, channels of distribution that are designed to supply food to restaurants and schools in a wholesale fashion and redirect that to grocery stores overnight. So we saw some real challenges there. We then saw challenges related to, or have seen challenges related to employee welfare in the sense that you had employees who worked for producers and firms in the supply chain, for supply chain companies who themselves may have been afflicted with COVID or known others afflicted with COVID or just had um, concerns about working in the job. And I think we, we now see some long-term changes that I don't see going away. First and foremost, you see policy change at the governmental level in a lot of cases. We have countries out there where it's just simply harder to get goods in and out of right now. And as most certainly been the case here in the States, we see labor shortages. Yeah. One of the real significant challenges we find right now is that so many of these firms, many of them being in the supply chain context, they're having a tremendously difficult time finding employees. I saw a stat. Not too long ago, just as it relates to the trucking industry here in the United States, um, 
you know, I think they're short 80,000 truckers. So that's not going to go away. I personally think when you talk about where we are and where we're going from here, that it, it just highlights the need for communication within the supply chain. When we talk of supply chain management, communication across firms is one of the critical components to it. Um, you just cannot overemphasize the importance of it. Trying to relay demand signals as quickly as you can, trying to work with these other companies you're partnering with to ensure they know exactly where that demand is at. Trying to forecast. Forecasting has become so difficult in recent months, but it really is the backbone of uh, channels of distribution and supply chain management and the ability to forecast and get products where they need to be in a timely fashion. So I think we're just going to see more and more emphasis being placed on that. Um, going back to a previous response, I think there's a problem-solving element in there. So, you know, these companies and supply chains as a whole that are best equipped and best capable of solving these problems are going to be the ones that are ultimately most successful and most capable of meeting their final consumer's needs. No, I totally agree, John. And I think your point about communication throughout the supply chain is going to be one of the most important topics and, and focus areas in 2022. John, we're just about out of time. Let me ask you one more question. So we talked a little bit about sales and we've talked about supply chain management and kind of a merging of those two, I think that I see a lot of marketing executives and practitioners struggling with is kind of managing customer expectations. Like you said, there are so many unknowns right now. Do you have any thoughts or, or tips on that or, or, or kind of a, an idea of where we're going when it comes to managing customer expectations? Well, I, I think it, it as well is something that's increasingly important, especially in an era when you're talking of situations to where you, as a company you're just not able to fulfill your customers' needs for whatever reason. Perhaps it's an issue with, within the supply chain. You have to be open, upfront, and honest with them. We talk about being candid in communications and that being a a real cornerstone of trust development. That's what you have to be. I, you know, it's interesting, Shane. I have generally found that as demanding as customers can be, if you're honest with them, most consumers are understanding of it. As long as they know what the future holds yeah. and you level set expectations with them, they're okay. You know, when, when we look at customer satisfaction and, and even customer delight and things of that sort, typically what we find is that consumers, they arrive at these assessments of satisfaction based in part on what they expected going into the transaction. And oftentimes, unfortunately, particularly in the past, what you would find is that companies set expectations too highly for their communications or whatever it may be. Well, I think what you're seeing now is this realization that we have to be honest with our customers, whether they be final consumers or business customers, about exactly what we're going to be able to do, given the challenges we currently face, thereby level-setting expectations for customers and helping them better understand what they can expect if they decide to partner with us and purchase from us. I think that's becoming more important than ever, particularly in an era where we had this uncertainty. Again, going back to something we talked about a, a bit ago, I don't think this is going away anytime no. soon. I, it's not as though in a couple of months we're going to wake up and all this uncertainty is gone. This is, this is the normal we're going to be dealing with for quite some time, so I think it's only going to remain important and become increasingly important that firms are very open and candid in their communications with customers about what they can expect when they interact with the company. No, John, I think that's that's awesome advice. And I thank you so much for being here today on the show. I thank all of our listeners. 
And uh, on behalf of John and I and all of us at the Marketing Insights Podcast, we want to wish you a happy new year, and we're excited for a great 2022 ahead. John, thank you for being here today, my friend. All right. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Thanks, everybody. See you next time on the Marketing Insights Podcast.